He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else. On today's edition of Hall Access. In town Sunday, November 5th, playing Lefty's Live Music. Joining me via the Laser Hotline this afternoon. Two special guests from the band Bastardane, guitarist Ethan Sarotsky and drummer Caster Hetfield. Gents, how are you? Great. Doing well, Great, man. Love that. Thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You, man. Thank you. We're looking forward to seeing you guys at Lefties on Sunday, November 5th. A lot of really cool history in that room. Any of you guys Slipknot fans by chance? Uh, I am, yeah, definitely. So that venue has gone through a number of owner and name changes over the past 25, 30 years. But back in the late 1990s, it was known as the Safari Club, and it was co-owned by the clown from Slipknot. It was practically home base for the nine before they got signed and became a household name on OzFest. Yeah, they're from Des Moines. That's right. So uh, that place, that building now known as Lefty's Live Music, which you guys are playing November 5th, uh, used to be called the Safari Club, and then Harry Mary's, too. It's a really cool place, man, a cool hang, and I think you'll enjoy the vibe there for sure. All right. That's yeah, we're, cool. we're very much looking forward to it. Are you guys afforded the luxury of exploring a little bit when you're on tour, like when you go to a city, whether you've been there or not? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, it depends. Because, yeah, we're all driving ourselves, so... Usually we'll have to drive straight to the venue, but I don't know. Sometimes we get there early and get to walk around a little bit. It's a cool neighborhood. Drake University is very nearby. There's some cool shops there. There's some restaurants and such. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think the big headliner there for you guys would be that room specifically and just, you know, how cool and how much history is in that place. So, anyway, I think you'll really enjoy that part of it. What are some things you do to pass the time, either while you're driving or, or maybe you've got some time before you hit the stage? Is there anything in particular when you're in hurry-up-and-wait mode i guess we'll start with ethan on this one um i actually i have three games of chess going on with caster right now <laughs> all of which i'm currently winning so <laughs> that's that's one thing i do um i'll you know grab my guitar and just kind of jam and warm up a little bit we kind of have some sometimes we'll like listen to music or run around kind of depends on the energy level and whether we need to get more energized or not. How about you, Caster? Anything uh, odd or unusual you partake in besides losing to uh, Ethan in, in chess? All right. All right. Um, <laughs> not, not really. Uh, I like to go, me and our singer Jake, we like to go to local record shops um, in every town that we go to, maybe drop off a few of our CDs or something and just check it out, uh, see kind of what like, the music scene is there. Um, but no, nothing really crazy. I really like to go to Cracker Barrel, though, oh, yeah. every time we see Cracker oh, Barrel yeah. while we're driving. Wow, what is it about Cracker Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you... I don't know if it's the food or the merch or a combination of both. I will say there are some places here in Iowa. We have a convenience store called Come and Go, K-U-M and Go. And I swear yeah. to God, I, dude, every band that comes through here has to get at least a hat, if not a T-shirt, from Come and Go. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I lived in Colorado for a while. We have those there. But, yeah, I, I still haven't got merch from there so maybe i'll have to stop yeah, we by. Gotta get that this time it's yeah. nothing compared to the pump and munch that we had up in minnesota where i come from 
Uh, back to Slipknot for just a second. There's a really cool parallel between Bastardane and the band Vended. Do you know Vended? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we know of them. so We've never seen them, but we know of them. Yeah, see, you know, for me, I've been in this business for nearly 25 years now, and and seeing Slipknot grow to the international touring behemoth that they are, and then over time watching guys like Corey and Clown become dads, and now seeing their sons out there doing what you're doing, um, Bastardane had a very similar situation specifically for you, Caster, and you know, and your dad and the legacy that he and his band have built over time. Yeah, it is similar. I uh, feel like that it makes sense. <laughs> both both uh, bands and kids grew up around music, so it makes sense that we'd want to do that. Caster, when did you come to the realization that playing music and being in a band was the path that you wanted to pursue? Um, I don't know. I feel like yesterday. We, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I feel like uh, all of us in the band kind of have this a similar feeling about that. Like we all grew up. And then we've all played our instruments and practiced a bunch when we were younger. And then we all just went to college. And when we found each other there and started jamming, we were like, all right, this is kind of fun. Let's let's do this. So was it college then where you all became acquainted and how Savannah, Georgia basically became like sort of home base for Bastardane? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. What, what kind of schools are there in, in Savannah? Uh, we all went to Savannah College of Art and Design. So art and art school here, um, kind of a school that you go to or that I went to because I didn't want to have to study math. <laughs> <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, we all we all met there at that art school. Was it more like a graphic design type of major, or do they have like a music school there too? They have. So, like my major was sound design, so I was doing you know sound effects, editing, dialogue, and all that kind of stuff for film mostly but they also have part of that major is you know cutting scores for film and they have a music production and uh music composition minor so i was definitely getting to do a lot of music in school while i was there from what i can tell all three of you can play instruments other than the ones that you'd consider i guess your primary was it fairly obvious when you all started jamming who was going to do what or was there any conversation there like well I'm a great guitarist too, but I really want to sit behind the kit. Like, how did that work out? I think it was yeah. obvious for Caster and I, and Jake shifted around a bit more. Because Jake, when when we met Jake, he was mainly playing guitar, and then uh, we had like a lot of trouble finding a bassist that could stick around for a while. Mm. So there were periods where Jake would go back and forth between playing bass and guitar while singing. Um, but other than that, I would say it was pretty self-explanatory who should be doing what. I've seen some videos out there where you guys will jump on other instruments, like Caster, for example. I've seen you play live, and you actually get you know put the guitar on and play some stuff with your uh, with your band. Is there a lot of that sort of switching around? You guys just having fun up there, or is that something you do like on the regular? Um, well, that happened recently when we were in on our last tour. We were in Canada, and Ethan had to go to the hospital uh, very early in the morning, right before our show, to get his appendix taken out. Oh, wow. So that was, that was kind of a last-minute thing. We are like, oh, what the hell should we do? Um, so, I, yeah, I hopped on guitar for one song, and the band we were touring with, Otto, they 
they definitely helped us out. They learned some of our songs and played. But no, I mean it's fun to switch around. It's, yeah. not, it's not in our normal uh, set list, but we all can, so we're able to. And sure. It is fun. We do it. Yeah, we like to have the opportunity. Ethan, how you feeling? Now I feel really fine. There was a, it was funny because I yeah I got my appendix removed in Quebec City, and then a few days later I was back on stage sit the stool but i couldn't uh i couldn't carry any heavy weight for like six weeks so i got to uh felt kind of bad because every night after the show i'd have to sit there and watch everyone else carry my gear yeah i was just gonna say that means a little extra work for uh for some guys that were probably used to just carrying one set of uh amps and and instruments huh (laughs) yeah fine i'm still getting reacquainted with Carrying my own amp, <laughs> right? Well, I bet if you said it was somewhat recent. So, like, what? It, what was that? You just woke up and felt like your guts were exploding, or what? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty oh, much. I've, I've, yeah. The only time in my life I've felt like, oh, I should go to the hospital now. And yeah, then I went and got my appendix removed, and then was back on the road the next day against doctor's orders, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you're don't in, know that. Well, no, hey, you it. could just use the excuse you're in Quebec City and you don't know French. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. No, they they actually didn't speak very much English at all, so Oof. they could have been saying anything for all I know. <laughs> That's scary stuff right there, man. Uh, you mentioned Otto a bit ago. That was the band you were touring with on the last touring cycle. And, of course, that's Ty Trujillo's band, uh, Robert's son. Caster, I've known your dad for many years, and I've done a lot of really cool stuff with Metallica. One of my favorite fun facts about him is for as accomplished as he is as a rhythm guitarist and a singer, he's actually a complete badass behind the kid as well, which you know a lot of people know. But was that the, yeah. pri- was that the primary source of inspiration for occupying that seat for you? Um. No, but I think it probably had something to do with it because we've we've had a drum kit at our house forever, um, and that was just the thing that I liked playing most, just because it was, you know, if I wanted to spend 15 minutes just hitting something, the drum kit was there. But, no, I don't know. I don't know. He's, yeah, my dad's a good drummer, but I've never really seen him play that much. I feel like I shouldn't have to pay all this money. I like I have kids who are teenagers and in order to get the aggression out, I feel like drums would be a pretty good thing rather than paying all this money for these like I don't know if you've ever seen these sorts of setups where they have like beat up cars and like things you can just go in and oh, break yeah. for money. <laughs> yeah, those look fun. No, but when I when I was younger my, my parents bought me one of those blow up um whatever, bozo the clown thing so I could punch <laughs> Like the ones you punch and they come back up after you punch them? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Faded bottoms, but no, that one didn't last very long. I think I popped it really quick. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I know exactly what you're... Of course, it had to be Bozo the Clown, too. I don't know about you. I hate clowns, so it'd be perfect for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the band's debut album, Is This Rage, came out early 2022. Since then, Bastardane have released a couple new songs here in 2023. Is the creative process relatively democratic among the members of your band when you're coming up with song ideas? Um, We try yeah. to keep it as... I mean, sometimes it just happens that certain people come up with more ideas than others but i feel like by the time it's complete everyone tries to contribute equally 
Yeah, I feel like it's pretty hard to delegate the creative process to other people. So it's pretty much just whoever comes up with something, then if everyone likes it, we'll just roll with it. That's yeah. interesting. You mentioned like, you know, once in a while, if you're waiting around to go on stage, you might, Ethan, I think it was you that said, you know, you might, you know, pick up a guitar and just start jamming. Is that how a lot of song ideas come to you or do you dedicate time to yourself? How does that work? How, when does the inspiration typically hit you? So I, I do try to dedicate like time specifically just for writing and coming up with ideas, but I find that most of the ideas that I end up liking the most come totally out of nowhere like just i'll be you know sitting on my computer doing whatever and then i just think of something and pick up my guitar and so definitely sometimes the ideas come intentionally out of writing time but more often than not it's sporadic for me are there uh, plans to do another album in the near future or are you kind of in that spot right now where you come up with a song idea and put it on tape when you get the chance without kind of worrying about oh man we got to put a whole collection of these together how's that working out right now no it's we're, we're, we're putting something together right now um i mean it is it would be fun to just come up with an idea record it put it out really fast like that but no it's been a while since our last album so we're, we've been in the studio for a while. We're ready to put out something new. Pretty, it's going to be pretty large. Yeah, large, quite project. a bit of content. Yeah. Oh, wow. Even, okay. So, uh, in term, I mean, I won't ask you to give too much away if you're not ready yet. But when you say things like that, I start thinking to myself, either we're going to have a 99-track release or we're going to have four songs that each clock in at, like, 21 minutes each. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have nothing like that but I, I feel like our songs it's longer longer than, it's longer yeah. than the last album yeah i feel like we've matured a little bit and we're able to write a longer song that's not you know just drawn out and boring there's actually there's there's stuff going on in there the the, the length is justified i think yeah I, you know, I'd say this is probably like a really cool time for Bastardy. And when you, you know, alluded to the fact that, you know, you guys are growing and maturing, you know, before our very eyes as each day passes, new ideas are coming to you. And then also in the recording process, like I'm sure you're learning a ton of stuff, both as technologies change and as time goes on. I mean, obviously you're, you're learning new things all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The guy we record with, um, his name's Scary. He's in a band called Black Tusk and, they're local to Savannah, and that guy is awesome. He's, yeah, he's got a really great studio. He knows a lot about stuff. And when we first went in there, I I knew nothing about recording, besides you know you got to plug it in and hit record. But no, he's been helping us and showing us a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've picked up a lot of tips and tricks and techniques from him for sure. Plus, any producer worth his weight in gold probably is a gear junkie. I'm guessing he's got a lot of fun, you know, stuff you guys can play on as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, Ethan? Do you have like a favorite uh, type of guitar or any like a specific type of sound you're going for? Like, you know, you a humbucker guy, you a P90 guy? Like, uh, it kind of changes depending on what kind of stuff I'm playing. For for Bastardane, definitely prefer humbuckers and chunkier tones. But I also love playing a Strat. For well, my Strat actually does have a humbucker in the bridge, so it's, I threw one in there because I just like it better than single coils, but I love the feel of the Strat, especially for lead stuff. 
flows nicely, in my opinion. Caster, how about you and your kit? Are you uh, one of those guys that prefers to kind of keep it simple? And I don't mean like, you know, Ringo Starr simple, but somewhat simple compared to somebody like, I don't know, Neil Peart, where you look at his kit and it's like, <laughs> holy hell, I wouldn't know what to do with half this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, for right now, uh, in the touring that we're doing and the, the, the amount of space that I'm able to <laughs> use in the truck for the kit, uh, I'm keeping it as small as I can, but no, I, I, I like having options. I'm, I feel like I've been slowly building it. Um, I wouldn't want to, yeah, jump in straight to a huge kit and not have any idea how to use it, but I'm, I think I'm slowly, slowly growing it as I'm exploring more, more sounds and options. Couple more things I'll bug you guys about before I let you go. And I really, again, I appreciate you guys taking the time. We're excited to see you November 5th at Lefties here in Des Moines. I've done some homework on Bastardane enough to know that all three of you have been inspired by other artists in kind of a similar vein to a degree, but you have enough variation in your personal taste that help create this sound of yours. What did you grow up listening to? I guess I'll start with Caster here. Like you, you mentioned records earlier. You like to go to a record shop. Do you still have a record player? Uh, I, I do. I do have a record player. Um, I haven't used it in a while, but I'm still collecting records. I like collecting them a lot. Cool. Uh, but no, growing up, I listened to uh, some Beach Boys and some Ramones stuff. And then getting older, I've been, I've been getting more into proggier type stuff. Um, love the Mars Volta and Leprous. And, I don't know, I look at, listen to a little bit of everything. Anything that has some good character to it. Like this guy, Coulter Wall, some country singer from Canada. He's, he's some awesome character to his voice. I like his music. Um, I'll listen to whatever, as long as there, there's, there's character and purpose behind it. Sure. How about for you, Ethan? What did you grow up listening to? Anybody in particular inspire you to pick up a guitar? Definitely, yeah. Well, when I was really little, I was like super obsessed with both Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath. Those are kind of like the first things I learned on guitar. And then also I grew up in Seattle and there was a lot of grunge influence around me. I was a huge fan of specifically Soundgarden and Alice in Chains growing up. And I think all those artists have definitely influenced how I play today. Such a wide range there. Yeah, and like I said, and I can hear the Sabbath vibes on your music. I can hear, um, what was the other one I thought of the other day when I was listening to one of the songs you put out this year? I was thinking of Down. You know Down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. so so you guys are clearly fans. Yeah, that I, it gave me that kind of Doom slash Sludge kind of feel. I don't know if I could really, I, I hate categorizing bands like that, but like literally that was the vibe I got on that particular song. Obviously, these are these are all bands that you wouldn't mind sharing a stage with someday right right exactly I, i'm kind of a firm believer that if you really want something you put it out into the universe give me the name of some bands you really want to share a stage with one day oh i mean down would be all yeah um the guitarist pepper King's other band corrosion of conformity that would be awesome yeah, definitely. they're really cool deliverance one of my favorite albums of all time man yeah yeah Great. That is so good. November 5th is the date of the show. Bastardane is coming to town playing lefties. What can you tell me about the other bands you're touring with on this cycle, guys? Uh, the other bands, Fury and Few and Klept. We just did a little run with Fury and Few. Uh, just around the south, we hit Georgia, we hit Alabama and Florida. They're 
they're really fun. They're just a two-piece uh, from Atlanta. But they got a really, really, really good energy and stage presence. They're yeah, super they, fun they to watch. Yeah, they put on a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Klept, they're, they're our buddies here in Savannah, another local band. They're really interesting. Very, very interesting. They they got some weird noises and weird weird song changes. I don't know. They're if you've never listened to them, I would I would listen to them. Yeah. They're they're, they're wild. not like anything I've heard. I'll check that out for sure. It sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun out there, man. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't want to do it. That's right. Ethan Sarotsky, Caster Headfield. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. It was really great talking to you. And anytime you want to come back and, and chat, you know, with me, feel free. I'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Absolutely. I'll come up and introduce myself on November 5th, all right? All right, yeah, looking forward to it. Cool, man. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there, all right? Okay, all right. thanks, man. <laughs> all right, see ya. Bye. Tickets to see Bastardane with Fury and Few and Klept on November 5th on sale now through eventbrite.com.